Let's, uh, let's kick this off. It is Open Hardware Month. It right has now. been. It has been. It has and been. it is. And, yes. um, Nowhere know, celebrated harder. This is you. Yeah. And, and nowadays, you know, people, they have their, their app. That's how people know how to get a hold of them. Yeah. So this is, this is you on, on the tweets. It's but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So for those who haven't watched every show that you've been on. Every already. show. So um, I am on the board of the Open Source Hardware Association. And the Open Source Hardware Association is an organization that was put together to kind of be uh, the community clearinghouse for open source hardware. And the, the beginning of the Open Source Hardware Association, why this is such an important time of year, was um, a lot of people were running around saying, open source hardware, maybe it's a thing, maybe we don't know. And so um, a bunch of people came together and said, let's come up with a definition of open source hardware. And so there was this community-derived definition of open source hardware. And the Open Source Hardware Association, Oshawa, is is the kind of the, the steward the keeper, of that definition, yes. the keeper of the definition. They didn't make the definition, but they just they just pet it, feed it, yeah. upgrade it, update it as necessary yeah, to reflect. Yeah, a little roof, and yeah. so everything yeah. is everything is good. A little knitted jacket. Yeah, okay. exactly. With like LEDs and light. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and so then also um, from that, the Open Hardware Summit grew out of it, which was a place for everyone in the community to come together in person. Um, that's here in New York in March. And then the most recent initiative that we've done is the certification program, which is a program because, you know, a lot of people still use different, even though there's the community definition of open source hardware, sometimes someone will say, hey, this is open source hardware, and they don't, they don't mean what you would think open source hardware would be. And so what the certification does is it makes it easy to say, when I say open source hardware, I mean the community definition of open source hardware. And if you see someone using the certification logo, you know their definition of open source hardware is your definition of open source hardware. Yeah, that's that's good because it's, you know, hardware and software. You know, the open source. What people, well, one of the one of the jokes that we make is is the words open source are used to mean a lot. Yeah. Um, and I and when I went to the, I don't know if you were at the meeting 10 years ago when we did the definition meeting. I was not. No. I was not, but. Um, no, I have, a, I have a blog post about who, blog who was post. there. I scanned, in, I scanned in the the pamphlet because I knew this was a historic meeting. It was. Yeah, we'll talk about that soon. Well, what was interesting is that the lawyer who was there, who was who whose name is on the list, who I can't remember, um, I think he was from Creative Commons, he said something really important, and I think he was, he was like really amazing and, and great at, at keeping everyone on topic because it's very easy to sort of be like eh, licenses and he said you have to communicate the intentions and that's actually the most important thing he's like there's a legal structure but you're not going to go to court over this so communicate your intentions and I think you'll find that people are happy and the biggest struggle I see with open source communities is when um, and and also you know communities that talk about safer sex is when you don't communicate uh, you know people get unhappy yeah. Because it's it's you don't have um, expectations and consent for what people are doing with your hardware. So I, I thought that was really important because it's true. Like a lot of people, they'll say open source, but when you say, well, what do you mean by that? They're like, oh, well, I don't want anybody to make money off it. Well, that's not in the definition of open yeah, source. I have all sorts of So your questions. expectation, you're going to be really disappointed. And that happens. People put something on an open source license and say, wait a minute, what do you mean somebody made it and is selling it? And it's like that's 
that's permitted. And they're like, I didn't mean that. It's like, well, your expectations, yeah. your, what you thought were your expectations were not what their expectations were. You had this mismatch, yeah. this impedance mismatch. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is, and it's funny because it's not a legal structure, but it is the most important thing for an organization. I think what Oshawa does, which is so cool, is, you know, yes, you're a lawyer, but you don't come in as a lawyer. You're coming in as like, Let's set expectations. Yeah. What do people want and how do they want people to interact with their hardware? And I think everyone becomes so much happier. Yeah, I think that the legal part is, in, is important, but you're right, it's secondary, if not tertiary. The legal part is in the Quadrinary. background. Quaternary, <laughs> right? The legal part is in the background. If you get to the legal part, Many things have gone wrong. It's, oh yeah, you're, you're like, like you're in court, right. like something, everyone's sad. <laughs> everyone's like, nobody's yeah, happy. Court things didn't work out. So well, by definition, if you're in court, it means people. It's not right. clear cut, right? Right. You know? right. And so the more you can do to be clear to people what you want, what your expectations are, and one of the ways that we think about it sometimes is make it easy for good actors to be good, mm. right? Like you get so easy to spend time thinking like, well, what about this bad person and they did this and they did this and I need to like build all these defenses about it. The world is full of bad people. And Focus we talked with Bunny about this too. Yeah. He said, we don't know if the defense mechanisms that we've put in these licenses even match the enemy. Like you don't know yeah. until years later. And you know, GPL bumped into this. It's like they came up with the GPL and then they're like, oh shoot, we actually did not expect cloud computing right. and services back to the drawing board you right. know so it, it's it, you don't know until you get to court so, so getting back to something that, that you both just said one of the observations since I've been doing a post today yeah all month for open hardware Month, Machine. which we're going to talk about that is I look back at like the mailing list that helped get open source hardware going some other open source lists and exactly what you just said and that's why I wanted this to be kind of a segment yeah the, the things that help open source hardware is how can you make it easy for people who want to do open source hardware? Because one of the problems right now, and I think it was different 10 years ago, but Twitter is a good example. Yeah. So just like yesterday, someone was saying, oh, because you use Creative Commons, you're not really doing open source hardware. And the person doesn't make open source hardware. They're just like, you know, snarking on the sidelines. And I think one of the things that people have good intentions talking about licensing and, and doing open hardware, but I guess at this point, now that I'm 10 years older, please don't make it punishing the people who want to do good. I feel like, you know, it's like, well, okay, we're gonna do stuff, we're gonna put it in an open software license, OSI certified. Hardware doesn't really have any protections. We're gonna talk about that in a minute, yep. except for like trademark intent. Right. Um, and so if someone is saying like, here's what I want to do, my intention is to share it, please do not come down on them and say that they're not really doing open source hardware. One of the posts, that I have is how um, people said that Lemoore doesn't do open source hardware because the firmware in the elevator isn't open source. I'm not kidding. These are emails we get. And what they're, you know, they're just insane or they're just trolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is, they're just trying to discourage someone from doing something good. So I think that's one of the things that if there could be, not a do-over, but like lessons learned sharing it with the next generation of people doing this, is if you're on a mailing list or if you're even in an event or if it's Discord now, or if it's Twitter, yep. if someone is actively needling you about your intentions, like tune out of that because they're not, especially when they don't do hardware, especially right. when they're not sharing anything, especially when they're probably a Russian bot. Right. You know, like who knows? Yeah. And just like don't look, don't pay attention to that. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. I mean, one of one of the reasons that we did the certification program was we had people coming to us and saying, "Yeah, I want to do open source hardware." 
I, I think I'm doing it right, but I'm really worried. Should I certify my project? Up. Right. I'm, I'm really worried we're going to mess up something and then we're going to get flamed. And so but people want, scare them. You're like, oh, you know what? They're going to someone's going to take you to court. You're like, please do not discourage someone who just wants to share exactly. their little power supply. Exactly. With the world. Exactly. Like, stop it. And so what we said is, look, if you if you certify your thing, you go through the process. It's free. It's a free process. What that means is Oshawa says that you are complying with the rules. And so if somebody comes after you and says, hey, you're not doing open source hardware. You're not doing it right. You can come to us, and we'll say, "Look, we stand behind this person." Yeah, they're, and doing this is, it, they're doing it the right way. This, this is as good as it's going to yeah. get, given that you know not everything is yep. open source. Well, we came with a definition, and these are the guidelines, yeah. and these are the expectations. So we're standing behind them, which yeah. gives them a, a way to come into the community with a little bit without having to say, "I don't know who's going to be attacking yeah. me from where." Yeah. So I wanted to keep the the, the <laughs> Oshawa.org site up most of the time while you're talking because this resource is that good. It, we, this is something, yeah. This is something that. I wish we had it, you know, years yeah. ago, but we do now. Yeah. So right away, the first thing is, should I should I open source my hardware? And then you go through each thing. What's open source hardware? Why open source hardware? How do I make open source hardware? What is Oshawa certified? So you go into all those things. Then you have an FAQ where it's all those things that people are like, but what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And, and, and it's, cost. it's as if it's as if you've read every mailing it's list. As if, and you're it's like, as if we get questions. It's as if you have questions. <laughs> and these are good questions. It's like, can I use non-open components in open yeah. hardware? This is a common thing. And People then, say, well, you know, you your chip is an open source. Right. It's like, I don't have control over that. Right. right. You know? Exactly. And then the other what thing is license agreement. You're kind of saying this is what this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And um, I'm going to do a little bit of like open open source history. But one thing that was really smart was. Um, there was a community logo that basically it's unownable. Yeah. The gear logo. All and, sorts of reasons. And, I, and all sorts of reasons. My opinion. Which you can read the blog post. Yeah, but <laughs> I have a whole blog post about it. Um, and you can you can read the whole story. Right. So there's the OSI logo, yep. which is the keyhole, and then the community gear logo. I my opinion is OSI they got a little grabby and they could have worked it out and we could have all been using the gear logo in an official capacity. They didn't. That's okay. Everyone uses the gear logo still. Yep. However, you can't really do anything about it if someone puts the gear logo on something. We get, we get complaints and it's not. all the time. They say, yeah. "Can you? I see someone using the gear logo wrong. Yeah. Can you do anything about it?" And no. the answer is, and like oh, you can email it, them and say, so, "Please don't." Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not too late. My my. I don't know if I'm gonna have time to do a wish list. My wish list would be to revisit the coexistence agreement with the OSI and to say, hey, you know, maybe this is more ownable and maybe they can donate it to um, Oshawa. Yeah. So at least you'd have a little bit more teeth yeah. if something came up. So that's my wish, because all the people that made that decision are gone from yeah. OSI. Anyways, yeah. that's, that's on my wish list. But one of the things that you did too is talked about all the ways you can protect hardware. Yeah. Um, one of the things, you know, you can do branding, you can do you, can, yeah. you, you just like you need to think about this is this is great work by a bunch of law students at NYU and the clinic. They they did an amazing job with this. And we yeah, said, this is like we said. Look, how do you even like, approach this? Because when you're thinking about these rules, it needs to work for a jacket that is a light up jacket or a yeah. circuit, you know, a circuit express or everything in between. Or mechanical gym or, or mechanic a 3D printer. It could be. It is a wide range. Right. With all sorts of different weird exceptions and rules and exactly, and so trying to think, okay, on the highest level of abstraction, what are the pieces you're thinking about, and what's the way to think about your ability to control them? Right? Mm. Can you even control them? And mm -hmm. if so, what are the tools? And so they really did a great job of breaking this out into these different categories and saying, yeah. 
you're thinking about hardware, you're thinking about software, yeah. you're thinking about I like that branding is separate because it's, it's usually forgotten. Usually people are like, oh, hardware, software, firmware, you know, CAD files, but they don't think about branding, which is a really important part of the puzzle. You know, we release open source hardware, but we don't give people open permission to use the Adafruit logo and name. That's, yep. that's how we know that we made it because that way we can, um, you know, support or replace products. We know like, okay, that's ours. People will, can you know, take our logo off and still fab the board and that happens all the time and yeah, that's fine. Even have protectable, more protectable, you know, you have all these different things. Yeah. So I thought we would maybe speed around a little bit of all the questions that I always see, yeah, yeah, that you can that you can answer. Totally. And I also want to make sure that people know, um, this is not legal advice. This is not um, legal advice. Yeah. So um, here you go. Okay. Um, so I, I made hardware. Yep. And I want to make it open source. Yes. So I know what open source software is. Yep. I, I picked a, a license. Yep. Uh, which software license should I pick? I think it is a bad idea to use software licenses for hardware because software licenses are written with software in mind. Uh, but what and if I so, have software for my hardware? So if you have software, you're right. So if you have software, then any open source software license okay. is going to be fine for open source. OSI hardware. compliant. OSI compliant yeah. software licenses are going to be great for the software. Yeah, okay. and so just pick what your expectations yeah. are. Do you want it to be GPL so people have to contribute back changes? Or you can use MIT or BSD. Okay. They're more permissive. Which one do you use most of the time? I tend to use MIT or BSD unless cool. I have. Well, sometimes there's requirements. If you're, if your firmware is using other people's firmware, like sometimes I use a library or code example, or I, I use firmware that it's based off somebody else's code yeah. that's open source, and they have a GPL license. You're required to use okay. a GPL but license. But you're 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 doing this on your own, and you you get if to pick I write it up. If I write it from scratch, I usually go with MIT or BSD because I think for firmware, it's hard. The distribution is complicated. I figure you might as well make it just uh, permissive. Okay, got it. So so far, I have this open source hardware design. I have software that goes with it. And I've decided an MIT license for me. Great. Now I got I designed it in Eagle. Does that mean it's never open source? Because Eagle's not open source. It can never is be that, open source. No, you have to make, oh. you make the files available. The okay. idea is... I don't is, have to use KiCad. No, you can, I can use either. You can if you want. Okay. You I can use, use any want. tool I want? You can use Altium. Yeah, use whatever you want. As no. long as you distribute the files in a format that many people can access and can, can manipulate, then you're fine. And okay. this is, I mean, this is one of these things that's an ongoing conversation, and it, it tends to be community-specific. Yeah. But if the community expectation, not just sort of the open source hardware community, but the kind of narrower community that's tied to whatever you're talking about, yeah. if they see that as a, if they see whatever you use as a sort of generally available tool, yeah. then it's usually fine. I mean, this is how we think about components too, right? If it's generally available, without having to sign an NDA or some other ridiculous agreement. Yeah. That means it's generally available. I mean, the, the, I remember the Intel Galileo, it was ORCAD, and I had to download an ORCAD installer, but it, it, you know, you could get one, it's free. There's yeah. a viewer, you can't edit the file, but you can view it, you install it. It's like kind of destroyed my computer, but then I could view these files. And I was like, this is fair. Like it, I can actually see it. I don't know ORCAD, but even though it was distributed in this format I've never okay. used before, so for it was available. Adafruit, which does open source hardware, yeah. you publish the EagleCAD files yes. and what license, because this is now we're, now we're in the crazy territory. Oh wait, let me, uh, let me just before we get into the crazy territory. Yeah. So if I, let's say if I use KeyCAD, yeah. open source CAD tool, totally. but I use it on Windows. Yeah, still okay. Am I not open, oh I am still open okay. source. Still okay. 
And if I take an elevator and the firmware is <laughs> <I'm> okay, <laughs> yeah. it's a soldering yeah, cool. iron. Then it all falls apart. It all falls apart. You're fine until you got the elevator. So, it, so before <laughs> we move before we move on to the the, the the license for the files. Yeah. Um. So if I if I were to use EagleCAD and I put up my files and I have the software license for the software, um, it seems like it'd be cool if you could use a tool like EagleCAD and export. The, the files to something else too. And um, just a little bit of uh, kudos to CADsoft. They're now um, Autodesk. Autodesk. But open source hardware started to take off a lot. And because it did, they asked a few of us what would be helpful. And EagleCAD got an XML export. So it was, I, I want to make sure people don't forget these things. And I put yeah. it in blog posts. They, they actually listened to us. Yeah. And we said, you know, there's a lot of people arguing about the file format. If you could export out of Eagle, that would calm that one guy. Because it was binary format. And, it was, and, so, it was and they did. Obscure. They were also, they were good. We got a bunch of questions where people were using educational licenses of Eagle. Yeah. And they were worried that because they were making their files available for free, which means yeah. someone could use them commercially, that they as the creator were going to be yeah. violating the terms. Yeah. And we reached out to them and they wrote back. They wrote back, which, you know, lawyering is Reason, scary. Yeah. Scary yeah. Wrote it down. Oh, no, legal decision. And they wrote back and they said, no, I th we think this is totally fine. Yeah, and it's like a huge kudos to the, to them. For yeah, because they could have yeah. easily said like, "Why no? What so, are you doing?" But they were they said, going to be ambiguous and yeah. reserve their right." But that's cool. Wendell and Lenore from Evil Mad Scientists helped us out with that. So it was Lenore, Wendell, Lamore, and myself, and we did a call with um, EagleCAD when it was CADsoft. Then months later, they had a new update and they had XML export. Yeah, and now they're part of Autodesk, and now it's it's still. E it's not the end of the world if you decide on a tool. Like you could still kind of do well, stuff. Well, KiCad or KiCad and, X and Eagle, it can import Eagle files. There's there's converters yeah. between the two. There's no, there's it's not like text where there's an open ASCII format. There's no yeah. open format for CAD file. Every CAD software is okay. totally different. So. There's converters, you know, some people will actually redraw the design. I mean, I think that's that's life. I mean, that it's, it's you know, when you create a file, when you create a 3D file, you can export to like a DWG or whatever, or a step file, but that's not the original format you're editing in. Yeah. It's usually a different format, and that's normal. Okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm almost to the tough question, I think. Yeah. Ooh. So before we get to the tough question, because I'm about to put these files up online. Yeah. But before I put these files up online, I think we should do a little side quest. Um, what are the protections for things? I know there's patents, yep. there's trademarks, yep. and there's copyrights. Does yep. any of those cover the these hardware designs that I want to that I want to so, put away? Yeah, I mean the answer is the lawyer answer, which is maybe. Yeah, yeah, it depends, depends. Right? yeah, I mean the way to think about it is the trademarks are all about the name you put on it. The trademarks are for 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 users. To be able to know who the source of the thing is. Okay, so, so when we I put see our Adafruit logo on it, so that's say, a trademark on the I board. Say, I know it was made in New York. I know it was made by YouTube. Okay. If something goes wrong, I can come back to but you. But the trademark only covers that name and logo. Right. Right. It's not yeah. like you can't it's just trademark. Just indicator. You can't trademark a board or you can't trademark a schematic. It's right. not. You just can't make essentially a counterfeit of it with our logo on it. Right, because the um, logo would trick someone into thinking that they that you were the source of a board okay. and it wasn't. Yeah, so trademark is just good, the name, logo, a graphic. A good practice would be to put a registered trademark logo on our board. Still could be open source. Totally. Can still do whatever you want. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so that's one form. these trademark things. That's one yeah. form of protection that would help people against counterfeits, but not the design itself. Right. So okay. Well, what about a patent? Right. So if you think about think about patents and you think about copyright, you think about two 
separate universes, at least at the beginning, yeah. right? There's the universe of patents, which are things that are functional, that engineers make. And there are things that are copyrightable that are things that lawyers think creative people make. So um, software is sort of falls in the copyright space, but everything else, it's sort of sortable as sculpture is copyright, a novel is copyright, yeah. but a 3D printer, right, a mechanical object, a functional object, that's in the patent category. And yeah. so the reason that distinction matters, right, is you sort of sort that world into things you hire engineers to make and things you hire kind of artists to make. And yeah. Accept that distinction for a minute. I know yeah, it's yeah, problematic. Yeah. Is copyright is automatic. So if you make a thing that's in the copyright world, you automatically protect it. So code is always in that. Right. It's yeah. born a song. It's born closed. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. born wrapped up. Because in copyright. it was. It's a. De it's a derivative of text. It's just a weird. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh, there's there like this decision. weird. Line. There was a decision that yeah. was made in the nineties. We, we all agree. It's kind of like writing a story. Yeah. yeah. Code. Yeah. Code. Even though it's not an, a story, it is textual and it's copyright. Okay. It's exactly. Weird, exactly. It's not weird. It's like. It's, and logos it's are logos. That makes it's, sense. It's, like it's yeah. law. It's I done. I can't put a Nike logo on a board. Right. Because that's their logo. That's their logo, and you would be and you would confuse people as to where. Yeah. They'd be like, why is Nike making all this cool hardware? Right. Okay. So. And then on the on the on the on the patent side, patents are not automatic. So if you yeah. are dealing with something that's in the patent category, it is, it's born free, it's born open. Yeah. And if you're the creator, you can take steps to get a patent and try and close it up, but you have to try. And so it's super relevant for people who are doing hardware at home or even in small scale businesses because copyrights are free and automatic. So you're gonna have all the things that are copyrightable yeah. are gonna be protected by copyright. And that's just the code. And the code is, the yeah. licensing is super important. If it's the functional stuff, Unless you're willing to pay thirty thousand dollars to get yeah. a patent, it's probably not going to be protected at all. And yeah. even then, you know, the patent process it becomes very narrow. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like what you can patent is very. It's a sliver of something, and it's not going to be like the whole machine. It is like the process by which you extrude plastic, yeah. and you have to prove yeah. that you're the first person to I'd do it. I say the physical hardware doesn't even hard. matter as much because something could have a patent and there could be many different ways to do it. Exactly. And the patent is just like, who cares if your board was made with this or if it used this component, it still does that thing that we patent and don't use it. Totally. Do it. So totally. this is, now this is the hard part. This is where I right. think everyone kind of, they, they break. So I have these design files. Yep. So surely there must be a hardware license because right. I have a software license for code. Totally. What type of hardware license do I have? And so the, the answer is there are a couple of hardware licenses that have been pulled together. There's yeah. a, there's the, the CERN licenses are really fantastic. Yeah, CERN uh, who makes these... Who makes the, the hydrogen collider, yeah. The giant particle collider. Okay. Yeah, so they, they have a bunch of people that can yeah. work on this. Yes. Okay. So yes. they're, they're probably one of the first choices if you're going to start doing open source hardware now and you're looking yes. for a hardware license yes. that a bunch of people have been hammering on. Yes, okay. but it's, I think it's really important when you're thinking about hardware licenses. Going back to what we were talking about before, hardware licenses are really about good actors. Okay. Because, you know, with, with software, you definitely have, you own some IP, you own the copyright, and so you have the ability to control other people. Because you have a hammer, you can go after them yeah. with copyright infringement. With hardware, you might have IP, you might not. So what the licenses are really doing is clearing out barriers to good actors. Yeah. Because you're saying, look, if you want to do these things, I'm communicating my expectations. Here are my rules. I'm going to get any hidden traps out of the way. Yeah. And it's 
it, it'll depend on the hardware whether or not if a bad person came in and broke the rule you're trying to set this up. This is a permissive, not them. defensive yeah. position. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's getting out of the way. Open source software licenses are defensive, not permissive, yeah. because you you do have you're giving away something that you have, which is that copyright. You're giving it with hardware. There is no protection that you natively have. You're just setting up your expect. Well, you may or may not have. You're setting up the expectations that, like, okay, if you make this, I'm not going to get a patent afterwards and then right. punish you for it. Right. Okay. And let me get something out of the way. So, this always comes up. I don't want to do open source because someone's going to take it. Well, so here's the thing. Apple does not do open source hardware. Yeah. You can buy an exact duplicate of an iPhone, pretty much anywhere in the world, and and or from your home and get it delivered to you. So the fact that they didn't put up their files <laughs> didn't change it. Nope. So don't think that you're going to have this magical wand that protects you from everything. And, and there's a couple of questions in the That's chat. That's another thing. Not, you. You know, if, you have, if you put out hardware and you say, hey, this is non-commercial, you actually have no legal standing to defend against it. Right. Which is, which is very unfortunate for people. I think it's good to put your expectations, but just be aware it's, 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 you can only give people permission you can't defend against yeah. bad actors. Right. So CERN is the, I, I think, the most durable one. There's Tapper, there's so. Sourpad. Yeah, um, which are great, but they're... And what we use, because we're, we're not stuck with it, but we've just been doing it for so long, so we use Creative Commons yep. share-alike attribution. Yep. And that was because at the time it was like, well, these are kind of like little works of art, yeah, and we were posting like the schematics on Flickr, and that right. had a Creative Commons license, totally and we're right. all like, okay, so... And your know, PDFs were in. Well, it's also like you know, it's very clear the expectations, right? Because it's something. It's like the CERN license. I mean, I think it's a good license, but I yeah. think with hardware, again, because it's a permissiveness thing, it's like I'm I'm just telling people what you can do, um, I, you know, and what I would like, which is you know, please credit. I would pr prefer that. Um, just don't you know, if you don't want to credit, design your own stuff or be a jerk. Um, so I, I use that yeah. because I think it, it's really easy. It's like attribution share, like very clear and what. The expectations are. Well, and the other thing that it does, and this, again, this is where things get weird, right? When, with hardware, you have to think about the difference between the documentation and yeah. the hardware itself, right? So if you are, you're licensing yeah, you your can. your documentation, your yes. file. The schematic is the documentation. Yeah, well, right. this, this site this is what you're allowed here, to do. Yeah, like your site, this site here is Creative Commons. Right. You can share alike. And yeah. so that's kind of what we went with with design files. Totally. Like it's kind of like the documentation sort of. Exactly. So it's, it's like, exactly well, we'll, use, we'll yeah. use Creative Commons. And, and it's fine. fine. And, that, and that's, that says, like, if you want to make copies of these files, these are the rules. Yeah. So it sounds like, because um, now, you know, we're, we're part of a story. Um, software taken care of. This yeah. has been tested before. OSI compatible license. Most people, and I'm just going to go into, like, okay, what's actually happening. Most people use an MIT license for the software. Yep. And for the hardware, most people who are shipping open source hardware right now, they use a Creative Commons share-like attribution license. And that covers uh, Adafruit, we do that. SparkFun does that. Um, Arduino does that. So if you get an Arduino board and you want to look at the code, it's under an MIT license on GitHub. And if you download this Eagle files or the schematic, look in the corner, it's Creative Commons share-like attribution. Yep, which is and great. now that covers just those three companies alone. That's millions and millions of units. Yep. And so far, there has been a court case that's tested this. Yep. That's kind of interesting. Just yeah. a little side note. Yeah. No, no court case. So once you get these files, wh where do you put them? Like, where would you put these open source the I mean, code, and where would you put the I, the design files? I think I think it's important you put them up somewhere that it's accessible to everyone. 
but where you put it beyond that is not super. Doesn't important. have to be GitHub. Doesn't have to be GitHub. It can be, it can media, be anywhere you can want. Be a blog. Yeah, it can be on some server that some you're hosting. Some people put their design files on Imgur, and I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, okay. can put it all up in a zip. Yeah, as long as it as long as it's somewhere that people can actually access it, that's fine. I mean, you Got look it. at you look at if you follow the links for the certification stuff, people have things on all random corners of the internet, yeah. and that's totally fine. Because the important thing is to put it somewhere that's part of your workflow. Because you want that documentation to be up to date, yeah. and if you if you make it available where you are accessing it, it's going to be the best files. Yeah, that's okay. cool. I like how you're just like, well, let's do what's easiest and best for the person sharing. Yeah. Instead of like, it must be on the Oshawa server. It's like you're like, I don't want to serve your files. When we built this. We were very intentional. We had no interest in building like a new GitHub or a new this. We said, go wherever you want. Tell us where it is, and we'll point to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I think what we're doing. One of the things in open source hardware history and I'm out of days, so I can't cover all of it, that I wanted to write about is there was a kind of like a almost yearly celebration in my inbox of, hi, we're building the GitHub for hardware. And there was people who wanted to make licenses and to have this GitHub for hardware, and they wanted to charge a fee, and they wanted to just grab all the open source hardware files, and you'd use their site. Luckily, that all kind of went away. Yeah. I don't see that as often. We don't get the pitch that there's a new one but it's it's rare yeah. there's a couple years in between and this latest turns, one. turns out um right now again this is uh not a recommendation this is observation most people doing open source hardware shipping it running a business around it they put their files and their code up on github yeah i think only that's be, right only because that's that's a place where they can do pull request issues and it's a server that's always kind of up it's there it's that's what their workflow is yeah. and so it's the best place for that yeah. yeah but some people use gitlab and some people do something else and i think that's totally cool yeah, yeah. no i I'm, I'm being really clear there this isn't a recommendation no, this no, is it's just, just it, it, is, it is most common but there's lots of places yeah um okay so i want to do a question from the chat which is a good one for makers who are private individuals not associated with a business entity and who aren't interested in selling but just wanting to share openly, is there any legal protection steps that should be observed? I think this is where enabling good actors becomes really important because there are a lot of people who say, I'm making, I want to share, I want to invite okay. people so to use this. Whoever's stuff. asking this, yeah. make sure you put exactly the license. Yes. Exactly yes. what you want yes. done with it. Because yeah. you want to make sure that you aren't by mistake leaving a barrier in place for somebody. Got it. You want to just clear out the, what those licenses do. They say, look, I'm telling you I want you to use this, and I'm removing any traps that I might have inadvertently left. Mm. So next up, um, and I'll put my opinion in this. <laughs> so there was a non-commercial option for Tapper, and that was not a good idea. And there's also a non-commercial option for Creative Commons. That's also a bad idea. I think that... And that has been legally... That has gone to court. That's it's been, yeah. it's so, been a problem. It's been hard to define. Yeah. yeah. So I think I would say if you have the temptation to put your open source hardware under a non-commercial license that's not open source hardware, don't do that. And I've seen this where people will... They'll put the software under an open license and then say, hey, but the hardware is non-commercial under a non-commercial hardware. Yeah. Fake, li fake license or that they made up or yep. it's like Creative Commons non-commercial, yep. which is... It's unclear to me if that's even possible to be true. Right. And, like, and if you, let's pretend it was true. If you had the software out there, someone will build compatible hardware. And yeah, then, then what? Then like you've done nothing. So again, all you've done is you've put a barrier up for good faith actors, and you've done very well to stop bad faith actors. Yeah. And you'll be disappointed when your expectations don't meet your ability to control it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen projects that are non-commercial or non-open, and they get cloned, and then what? Like, what? there's no... 
Yeah. There's really no recourse you have because, you know, you can look at a schematic. I mean, a lot of schematics are from the data sheets anyway. Somebody can redraw it in their own, you know, favorite CAD editor and then they're remaking it. Just like people take, they look at 3D models, they just look at it and they're like, oh, I see what you did and they just redraw it themselves. Yeah. Okay, next question. Um, no legal advice, but is license delusion a thing? If one line of a thousand GPL, do I still have to release my code? If I later remove that one line, how does that work? If something is 25% GPL code and 75% MIT, who wins? This is like the Git repo of this here. <laughs> okay. um, what, what do you, how do you navigate that? Yeah, I mean, I think that once GPL is in there, then you, have, you, are, you are using it, you are copying it. And so if you yeah. want to copy it without infringing, you have an obligation to comply with the rules, which means if it's GPL, it's GPL. And so as long as GPL is in there, if you want to really comply with the rules, you have to make everything GPL. Yep. Okay. All right. Good answer. All right. So with, um, with all that being said, sounds like... This is not legal advice, however. It's just generally speaking. There just are, generally speaking. There's always asterisks and like curly cues and things. Yeah, but sure, that's, the way to, that's just the way to kind of think about it to start. Yeah. And it's always good to like bookmark your, your speech yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yes. Um, Thank you. So right now, sounds like I have all the pieces together. I have a trademark for my yeah. brand. I put it on the board. Yep. I've uh, decided to do open source software. I got an MIT license on that. I use KiCad and I'm going to put it under a Creative Commons share like attribution, or maybe I'll use CERN next time. Cool. And, yeah. and I'll use that. And use I use both. I, I document, yeah, I document that and I put it in whatever repo I want. I, I put it up there. Great. I'm now selling this stuff. Cool. I'm selling on Tindy. Maybe uh, I've made a bunch. I'm selling Crowd supply. Now, what, let's say I, I see on a website someone took the exact, exact everything and they made it. Yeah. What do I do? Has my logo on it. So then you have a choice. What do I do? Um, you have a choice. Whether this is not legal advice. No, no, no. The choice is it's going to cost you some amount of money to go after that person if they've broken the rules. And if they have your logo on it, that's a huge problem. Yeah. And so you probably have, a, you probably have the ability to go after them. Okay, so what, if the logo's on it, the question is that, that, that's not it. okay. That's not but okay. But if the logo's not on it, then they may not be breaking any rules. It's probably okay. It's probably okay. Got and it. so then what you do is you you go to your community and say you we are working hard for you and so look for things that have our logo on it got it now if i decided to certify my open source hardware through oshawa yep and i i use the oshawa logo yep. on it and i see that they they did that yeah could i talk to oshawa yes and say hey they they they're using my logo yep and they're using your logo yep that I, that I got certified for, yep. can you help me out with this? And then the answer is absolutely yes. Oh, because okay. if you go through the certification process, you have the right to use the logo. Right. But they don't have the right to use the logo. So then it's an Oshawa problem. And so then we will go after them yeah. and say, hey, you can't use our logo unless you've gone through the certification process. So and I'm, they're lawyers. Yeah. Well, and they can write those emails that are like, govern yourself emails. accordingly. Yeah, well, exactly. So I, I think Many uh, syllables. Yeah, so I think I'm in a better position to give advice than you are. Yeah. B because you're a lawyer. You, yeah, 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 yeah. So here's what I think. So if you're thinking of doing open source hardware, folks, go through the OSHA certification and put the logo on it because if someone, if you're really worried about counterfeits, you would at least have a bunch of people who could help you. You have another if, person. If you just put you. your logo on it, you're on your own. You yeah. are. And yeah. so it's, it's a, it is a free way to have some people probably care about what's happening to you. Yeah, and we'll care a lot. Yeah. And we, we, we have conversations like that all the time. So these 335 projects, 
are allowed to put the Oshawa logo on it. And uh, Adafruit's here. Look at that. Yay. Yeah, yeah. You know what's great about having A in your company name? You usually get it. <laughs> um, so what's cool, and, and, and this is something that I think more people should do because they're like, well, what if someone just clones it? I don't care. You know, I don't care about that, but like, I wouldn't want to see my company name out there. I'm not going to get a lawyer, but if they put the Oshawa logo on, if someone's going to be lazy and just counterfeit the board, they're going yeah, right, to they're they're counterfeit the, the Oshawa logo too. Yep. So that's my advice to folks. If you're thinking about it, Yeah. that's yeah, a thing to do. Totally. So you have 335 projects on the site. Looks like every type of project from around the world. Yeah, we've got from over 30 countries now. Wow. We've got people coming in. We have, um, yeah, it's all and that's, over the place. And that's how, you, when you see like IN, that's from India. Yep. US is US. Where what is, is BG? Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Bulgaria that's is cool. a star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You had a piece about this. Yeah. Bulgaria probably has the highest per capita open source hardware certification oh, of any country. Come in the on, world. America. I think BG is up to like, 50. Dude. It's amazing. That's epic. Yeah, right, yeah cool. we wrote about electronic cats from Mexico. Yep. And like right now, they're um, one of my favorite open source hardware companies. One, they're new. Yep. They're coming in, and we've gone through, all of us have gone through so much stuff. They can kind of just whoop, like they don't have to worry about anything. They're like, oh, cool, we're just going to like. They learn the lessons. Yeah, they're just going to be like, cool, we're just going to make hardware. They don't have to worry about all the stuff. It's They can they can do, they have this cool board that looks like a cat. Yep. And they're like, oh, great, I could just put Arduino on it or CircuitPython. Right. Oh, wonderful. Great. Like they're, it, it, it's, and this is, and this is what you want to say. Exactly. And they're young, and they're from another country, and they're cranking out hardware. There's like some, they have a satellite. They have LoRa stuff. They have educational stuff. Yeah. They have um, robots, and they didn't have to go through like what's open source hardware and all this stuff. Um, the other one that I wrote about was Olmex. Yeah, they've been doing Bulgaria. really advanced. Yeah, Bulgaria. They've been doing really advanced open open source hardware. Yeah. Um, another one that I wrote about was Prusa. Yeah. And I emailed Prusa and I said, Hey, um, how many printers do you have? And they wrote back 150,000. There's 150,000 open source hardware printers in the world. And if you told me 10 years ago or five years ago yeah. that the most popular 3D printer was going to be an open source one, I'd be like, I hope. But at the time, it didn't look like that. No. Like, like MakerBot started open, went closed, and then now not people aren't, you don't hear about MakerBot. Yeah. Um, Lulzbot, I think they're having some company problems. Um, then there's all of the other really big companies. But Prusa, they, are, they have 300 people. They're in the Guinness World Book of Records for most 3D prints at the same time, and they're just it's important. And, and it's like they're very and, American. And the yeah. founder, <laughs> and the founder has an open source hardware gear he tattooed, sure does. so he's stuck. You're right, he knows. He he's can't there. just he can't just be like, oh, you know what? Not so much. Non-commercial. Yeah. <laughs> he can't be, like it would, he'd have to get another tattoo. Yeah. So I think that was one of the surprising things that I looked at this month of what's been happening. Yeah. For the last ten years, is like it does it. You wouldn't have expected it. Well, and the thing that I love about, about the, the, Prusa's, the Prusa stuff is there were late entrants to that market. Yeah. Right? Like, they're an open source hardware company. They were not the first open source hardware 3D printer. There were a lot of desktop 3D printers. When yeah, they, they came decided, from RepRap. Yeah. But they came like in bunch of them and did. they just said, we're going to do this really well. We're going to be really deeply connected to our community. Yeah. And they show that you can totally it's just do a, that. And it's like slogged. I love it. It's just like every day. They just do a little bit every day. Yeah. And it adds up. Yeah. Okay. So a couple other odds and ends here. If folks are watching this and they're like, oh my God, this sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool community, 3D printers. How can I join in? I can go to every country yeah. and probably visit someone who's doing open yeah, source hardware. Totally. Bulgaria. Um, Bulgaria. Netherlands. It sounds like it might be time for an event. 
what event is coming up where people could celebrate all this stuff together? What if there together? was a thing? Oh. oh, look at that. The yeah. Open Hardware Summit, the 10th anniversary Open Hardware Summit. It's going to be here in New York on March 14th. Hey, look, we're a sponsor. Look at that. That's yeah. Yeah. That. We're, we're a sponsor of this. Yeah. Um, this is... This is my favorite event of the year. I love this event. This is a place for everyone who's doing this stuff to get together. Not LawyerCon or LawyerCon? Not lawyer con. No, I know. It's, it's no LawyerCon. We went to LawyerCon. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> no, we did. We went to LawyerCon. Yeah. That was cool. There are many delightful lawyer conferences. Okay. But this like is a place one. to come and see. I mean, it's, it's sort of this combination of seeing what people are doing and just sort of be inspired by it. But then also people talk about their, their struggles and the things they've worked through and, and lessons learned. And so if you come, you can, you can jump, you can skip all of the, 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 the stages that you had to go through and say, oh, well, if this is how they're doing it, then I'll just, I'll do it that way instead of doing it the five wrong ways first and yeah. jump up to it. And so I love it. it. I find it to be a totally inspirational, reinvigorating event every year. I'm super excited it's back in New York which is where it started. It's kind of great. It's not lawyer because it's like, ah, fuck it. We're just going to do this thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're gonna okay make it another question from the chat since we talked about proofs of printers. Um, can people make their own if they wanted to? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's the and thing. they probably will love it. Yeah. Right? And they so have kits and then, yeah, I'm sure people make their own and sure. adapt them and modify them and like attach different hot ends and I'm sure that's part of the community hacking. Yeah. yeah. And they probably contribute it back. They probably write in and say, we made this thing better. We made this change. And then they integrate it into the next version. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful okay. thing. Um, okay, other bit, other odds and ends. All right, so um, we'll go to this thing March next year. Next year. Yeah. Here in New York. Okay. Yes. I'll probably um, be there. Yeah. I might be speaking or something. I don't know. Well, you 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 kicked off the first one. We posted I did. up your keynote for one I of the, the posts first of open, talk or second or third hardware. talk at the first yeah. conference. Okay, so um, I had a couple questions for you yeah. since we're coming up at the end of the hour here. Yeah. Out of since you have I think the the bird eye view of all these projects. Yeah. What what projects aren't you seeing that you'd like to see certified as open source hardware? I would like to see, I'd like to see more things that don't, I think of a category of things as like things that require soldering. Okay. I'd like to see more things that don't require soldering. Not because I don't love the things that require yeah. soldering or the things that require batteries, but I just, I love that the community is broader than that. And, okay. and I like to see those things come in. Do you have any examples of something that you we have had seen? Somebody, we had somebody who had, who open sourced, they had, it, was a, it was like a super artistic um, business card holder. It okay. was made out of this very elaborate concrete. And I, it made me so happy because it was just like, it was just a thing yeah. that I didn't expect and that somebody came in and did. And so I love, I love that. I love yeah. the wearables things. I think um, this is in the soldering category, but I think there's people are doing amazing things with the wearables and being able to showcase them on the site would be really fantastic and make me really happy. And then there's a category wearables. Yeah. And then just like all the all the things that are connected with art also make me happy. And I mean, there's this whole yeah. group of things that are kind of sound related that yeah. do all these sort of sound distortions or do ambient sounds. You got arts. I think they're just great projects. And so... Stomp um, boxes. Okay, they're a concrete business card holder. Yeah. All right. It's crazy. Mixie pipe. That sounds fun, too. Yeah. All right. Well, these are these are cool projects. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bunny was here, and I asked Bunny, you know, what he wants to see open sourced. Um, he was saying it'd be great to, you know, move beyond um, many of the hobby projects. Mm -hmm. And his next effort is to do inspection 
of electronics after you get them mm -hmm. with off-the-shelf tools. Because you yeah. hear about these in-plant and hack devices and all that, so an easy way to use like a USB microscope, be able to inspect all this stuff, and that system itself would be open source. Like we do visual inspection on the boards, and yeah. you know, the pick-and-place right. machine does that, but you don't really know what's happened to, to those electronics and that software. So you have to be able to do a bunch of tests. So he was working on that. Yep. Yeah. Um, one of the things, and I think this might end up not starting in the US, but I could see it happening elsewhere first and then maybe, maybe we'll try to do it, um, voting machines. Because voting machines, we don't, who cares? Like it should be, the, whoever wants to make them can make them, but they have to be open source and certified and tested. Yep. And if you want to invest the money and make a company that does voting machines, yep. you can corner the market, but they have to be inspectable. And, th and right now they're not. And yeah. That's, that's the there's problem. A, there's a project to try and build open source, uh, open source voting tool chain. And one of the things I think it's a great example of is it, not only does it matter if the, if, the, if the design is open, but if you're doing like a voting machine, you care who made it. Right? So yeah. the company, it's like, well, anybody could then just make it. How could you build a company on that? It's like, no, no, no. I want the design to be right but I also want to trust the manufacturer. Mm, and that's yeah. that trademark part comes in again, right? The design can be totally open, but someone can still corner the market by being the manufacturer that you actually trust yeah. to and make that if machine. The let's say the hardware design was on GitHub and yeah. the software. You would have an entire oh, yeah. population of people looking at that and improving and making better and making sure it can't be tampered with. 100%. Like you'd have the biggest amount of free labor in the oh, history yeah. and like you know all these all the developers at all these companies they're starting to care about what their code is being used for yeah and it's like hey i don't want it used for this i don't want to use for that yep so i think that energy could additionally be devoted to well we have an issue with maybe voter fraud yep we have an issue with tampering or yep. just most of the time it's probably these machines are terrible yes and they're closed source and you'd never know yep and it'd There's be two nice vendors and nobody is competing on it it would be nice to have something like that. I read um, someone tweeted this, and I, I'm going to check and make sure it's true, but it was from a journalist with a blue check, and it was like, you know, CNN or MSNBC, or, you know, they said that we spend $300 million on pet costumes a year. Yeah. But we don't, that, that's not the entire market of voting machine yeah. revenue. Yes. So, you know, yeah, you know, the little hot dog costume that makes a dog look a hot dog is super cute. Yeah. However, we probably should, you know, make democracy work a little bit better too. So yes. I, I don't. I'm not saying get rid of the dog costumes. No. What I'm saying is a benchmark. What I'm saying is, to me, it seems like a really big opportunity, and I, and I don't think it's going to start in the U.S. I think it might start somewhere else, where they're leapfrogging decades or even hundreds of years of how they used to vote. Yep. And they might just go, you know what? We're going to do open source voting machines. Yep. And here's the files. Here's the source code. Yep. Um, tell us what we messed up. Good yep. luck. And the the bidder or the person who wants to make these machines in that country, go for it. Yep. And you know, may, may the best company win. Absolutely. And I think that's that's one that I've been trying to figure out how it's going to happen for like the last ten years. It's been on my list. Yeah. You know, medical equipment. I think that's one of the ones too, especially as we're controlling more things over the internet. Yeah. And they're connected to our bodies. Probably sh should be inspectable. Yep. In some way. Yep should be more open than like yeah it's a java applet that keeps your heart going like yes. no yes and being that. able to add, and then not only inspect it to see if it works but then be able to access the data yeah right if you have something implanted in you and it's sending out data about you at a minimum you should be able to access that data too and that's yeah. where that openness comes in okay well um if folks want to see an entire month of posts oh, um so crowd supply um, I emailed them. They built their business on open source hardware and openness.
Tindy. They sell most of their stuff. Uh, and it happens to be open you can, source hardware. You can search Tindy by certified open source hardware. That's right. Um, Jasmine, uh, who's the project manager, said they just added that as a feature. Yeah. See, I think that's another thing. Why would you do open source? Well, you might get a, a giant community of people who want to buy it. Yep. Um, Bunny stopped by, uh, chatted with Chris Anderson from DIY Drones. Yep. He had an interesting thing. He said the problem for them is there are so many clones that it's hard to support. But and also, they, they don't. People don't know what they're running. I think. Yeah. It's. But that's. It wasn't an open source problem. It's not that it's open source. It could be a documentation branding and, issue. Yeah, and you know, my, I, I put a comment in there. If they have a, if there is a trademark for Pixhawk, you can enforce that, and, and yeah. you could stop those sales. It does require effort, though. Yes, but it requires yeah. effort if you're open or closed. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not. That's not an open issue. Yeah. Olamex, um, some of the most advanced open source hardware. Um, one of my favorites, Electronic Cats. Um, we made, we saw um, the Department of Homeland Security had a flashlight that they would shine at prote protesters to make them throw up. So we saw that in an event, so we made an open source version and uh, we posted up how to do it. <laughs> and so it flashes. Does it work? Well, I... Watch I, the video. I, I throw up in the video. Maybe that's the reason. Um, <laughs> Evil Mad Scientists, they've always uh, kind of been like the gold standard when you when they say something is open source is open source yeah um we spotlighted MicroPython, which not only got us all here doing python on microcontrollers yeah. but the pi boards i was using source. it this weekend yeah you did a talk on um hackaday yeah chat that was so much chat. fun yeah yeah parallax uh they were one of the first i'd say old school electronics company that then joined in the open source community and i think and i asked ken if you had any photos, uh, Ken, the CEO, I believe they were the first ones to put the gear logo on printed retail packaging because they had stuff in Radio Shack. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mentioned that there. They also the propeller one, I think. Yeah. They yeah. Um, Prusa, I put there how many people um, out there in the world have yeah. Prusas. You know, one time we were in a, a meeting and there was some VC guy and he was quoting off numbers about Arduinos and Raspberry Pi. And I said, hey, you know, those aren't right. And he's like, no, I got, you know, these are right. I looked them up. I'm like, you're looking at my article. So it's kind of, it was kind of funny. He's, cause he like was, two years ago. Yeah, right. he's like, no, these are the numbers. I'm like, it's my article. Right. I'm the one who asked them. You can't, you're, it's on your screen. That's my name. <laughs> so anyways, um, this is uh, another one. Uh, Sean Heimel did a talk. It was about growing your open hardware business. Um, open source hardware in the modern, in NOMA. Little bits. Right now. Little Bits is in there right Today. now. I believe, um, so Arduino had, I had to be, I wanted to try to figure out exactly. So in the permanent collection, Little Bits is there. Yeah. There was an Arduino exhibit, mm -hmm. but it's not in the permanent collection. Mm -hmm. So it's, at MoMA, they keep something forever. Right. Permanent yep. is kind of permanent. Right. Um, so Little Bits is going to be there in the permanent collection. Arduino had a showing there. Mm -hmm. So those are the two, two open source hardware products so that far. have been, been in the museum so far. Yeah. Um, Here's the different licenses. Yep. Um, I, I put what you could choose from, and then also what most people use, because I think yep. that's important. It's like, well, there's there's CERN, but it's kind of new, and it's definitely like very like educational scientific market. Yes, where the the engineering developer world has been like, well, like whatever, like Arduino or SparkFun or Adafruit did. Yeah. No, I um, say this from a place of love, the hardware license stuff is not fully mature yet. Yeah. Yeah. And people are still figuring it and out. And the good news is like, we, you know, once in a while we tell this to folks who can handle this. It's yeah. just like, hey, like 
you know, you can't really protect the hardware. Like, yeah. it's all what you were saying. It's like, make it easy for the people who you want to see do stuff with, but like, it's, it's essentially like buying something from the store and then taking off the cover and looking at the components. They can't stop you from doing yeah. that. So that's the only analogy yep. I can think of. Um, SparkFun did an event at their headquarters. Then I did a thing about RepRap, which kind of started everyone. Yeah. Um, we did a story about Adafruit. Um, at the time, we were up to like 2.16 million orders. So once in a while, people say, well, you know, I don't know any open source hardware companies that have sold, like, it, what's popular? And so I try to keep track of these things. So, yeah. you know, 2 million orders. I think that's popular. That's, I don't know. That's, that's, that's 150,000 printers. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's real numbers. Yeah, I think there's there's more open source hardware out there than Microsoft Zunes. Just saying. So true. Um, nothing against Zune. I'm just saying. Like just that would be considered a popular. True fact. Yeah, um, we had photos of the first Arduino back in 2010. There was 13 companies because I was keeping track of this when I was at Make that were making at least a million dollars, and at the time there was only one making over 10 million. Um, Open Hardware 2010 at iBeam. This was the OG, the original gathering. Yeah. The one that's 10 years later will now That's 10 years later. Yeah. The next um, one. I used to do an open source hardware gift guide on Make every year. And it was easy because there was like two things. Then it turned into 20 things. Then it turned into thousands. And I couldn't do it anymore. That's a great problem. Yep. Uh, Chumby, one of uh, the yeah. original products that got us all here. We had Bunny talking about this. Yeah. Mitch Altman, who did a closed source product, open sourced it, unlocked an entire career. Yeah. and uh, turned hacker spaces into a thing we all know about now. Yeah. Um, my crazy collection of logos over the years, <laughs> which is never going to end. Only lawyers like. It's never going to end. Um, and then we covered all the events yeah. that were from the event page. Yeah. Um, we did a project that showed the number of projects. I love this. <laughs> how to do the certification and more. The first open source hardware project that I physically was around, which was an open source MP3 player. Yeah. And this was before GitHub, before there was even a definition. Yep. Um, Raphael uh, is one of the original pioneers of open source hardware, currently at Gotenna. Yeah. Which is another which is a great company. company. Yeah. And then um, what is open source hardware? And we talked about the definition and I kicked it off with your talk that was at the first summit. So this is probably the most authoritative compendium of information about open source hardware on the internet. Yeah, this month. So. Yeah. Once a day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I try, and I'm going to run out of time. So tomorrow is going to be uh, this post about yeah. us talking. Yeah. Um, Osh Park. Yeah. Which is um, the purple boards that everyone yep. loves. Open yep. source hardware. Um, there's Park. also uh, OH stencils. Um, there's also Hackaday IO. And there's also a few more. So I'm going to try to squeeze them all in at once. And, you know, my wish list of what can happen in the next 10 years. I don't know if we'll have time, but I think hopefully there'll be enough interest um, for the next generation of hardware designers oh. to carry the torch and work on things that none of us got to. I think that's totally right. And I think this event in March will be kind of, I, the way I look at it is there is a little bit of a handoff. Like, hey, new folks, we're, bit, we're running in Adafruit and like we have our product line, we're always gonna be open source. We're not going to get to the voting machine project. Sorry, got to the vomiting flashlight thing. Hey, probably don't have time to do a voting way. machine. So I think well, we can do what we do. Yeah, and I think <laughs> just prioritize. Being, yeah, and I think like being in a room together. It's like, hey, like, what did you have to go through to get here, and like, what did you not have time for? And I think that would be that'd be helpful for the community. Okay. So, anyways, that's our show for tonight. We're going to do um, 
all of our other stuff tomorrow. We'll get yes, new we'll products. get the, the Python on new hardware. What we do sometime we, when we have a guest, we, we go over. Thank you for coming by. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry you. to displace other things. No, no, no. no. You, no, you displaced it with joy. <laughs> I feel like we got to everything. I wanted to have one segment that was just about open source hardware. Yeah. One, it saves me time for doing a post tomorrow. I'm just like, hey, check it out. <laughs> there we go. But, but I wanted to make sure it had everything that you talked about with open source hardware, yeah. all the work you've been doing with Oshawa, yeah. the events, yeah. and um, thank you for not giving legal advice. Not legal advice. Not advice. Good information, but good, but but good, good information advice. for people yeah. to also know where to get the information yes. from. Yes, it is out there. There are answers. And uh, <laughs> kudos to you. A lot of people. are questions with answers. And, I know. and you know what? There, there's a bunch of people who are in the chat who yeah. I know, and they're doing hardware. And I, and I know that they might have day jobs, they yeah. might be doing other stuff, and they ask some of the questions I, yeah. I funneled through. And I know that's really helpful because if they just listen to Twitter and they just listen to randos on mailing lists, they're going to get discouraged. Yeah. And so one of the things, too, it's like if you're kind of miserable with open source software or if you're miserable with open source hardware, look at the people that you're around and maybe find other people. Yeah. Um, go to there's the so Discord. Joy in this yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going there is, on. There's, there's a lot of people. But, but we're, yeah. we're very positive and we share and yeah. we're not... Uh, but you have to be careful because like, if you just live on mailing lists and like, some of the like creakier, like, old places of, of open source, I think you're not going to be happy because no. they have a whole bunch of problems on their own. Yeah. And the point of hardware usually is for people to physically send something or be around each other like we come from the arts world the crafts world so it's just a different vibe so if you're yeah. if you're apprehensive about this stuff don't get scared about people saying it's not open source enough don't fall for the purity tests um there there is a guy that is going to email us tonight or tweet that lamore doesn't really do open source oh, and, okay. and and it's, i just deleted it, it. it i don't even read it in addition to the elevator <laughs> not having a firmware yeah. but like Lamar has a Windows computer. You know, there's things like that, and I and I think that's the thing that don't listen to that. No. Listen, let, rewind this and listen to all the other things. Yeah, <laughs> and ship out the stuff. And there's ship this, I mean, and look, the reality is, I think open source is amazing. It doesn't have to be the right answer to every question. No, right? Open so source hardware is not makes you yeah, happy. Yeah, open, like I don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We personally don't think all companies should do open source or no. open source hardware. It's not going to work for them. No. You have to figure out the reasons that you want to do it. Yeah. And for us, it's a fantastic business. Absolutely. This is, this is great because you get an entire community of people that want to participate. Yep. And when you talk to marketers, they're like, how do we build a community? Like, how do we get influencers? Well, if people are doing pull requests and doing things to help your hardware, that's probably the most valuable community that you could ever wish for. Totally. They, they take ownership of your stuff and want to improve it. Yeah. So I think that's the thing that if you're on the fence, um, join in. Yeah. And you have, you have till March before, yeah, submit a talk. before the event. Submit a talk where, where the, the talk submissions are open. So if you want to talk about something that worked or something that didn't work yeah, that's or just something valuable. amazing, submit the talk. Come on yeah. down. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. That's our Thanks show tonight. Thanks, everybody. And we'll uh, post up this, and we'll see some of you all tomorrow. Okay. We'll do our other things. We'll do some small streams tomorrow for... Okay. Thank you for coming by, Mike. Thank you. Here's your moment of Zener. Bye.